Okay, welcome back to Top of the Hill. Before we get started, I have, a, I have to talk about my life right now. Is I started my new job last week. I'm lifeguarding for a summer camp. It's a lot of fun. I've done it before, like when I was younger. But let me just tell you, I am not a morning person anymore. I have to be to work at 9 o'clock every day. I have to be to work at 9 o'clock. Between the hours of 7 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. before I leave to go to work, I am a dead man walking. I just physically cannot drag myself out of bed. I cannot explain it, even when I go to bed at a decent hour, because I'm still trying to manage when I need to go to bed so that I can get my good sleep, obviously. I just, I wake up, like, last night, for example, I didn't set an alarm because I fell asleep. Woke up at 7.30, sleep coma for, like, the next hour, and then I, I just, I needed to get up. I had to get up and go to work. But with that being said, let's get into it. Let's do our Top of the Hill show. Hello, welcome back to Top of the Hill. Took a week off, but we're back. Try to get something done this weekend. Let schedules just didn't line up. Both working a lot right now. It's summertime, money time. Got to get your money up. So we're back here. It's Tuesday night. We're taping. This will come out on Wednesday. The Hawks and the Bucks are playing right now. And with that being said, let's get right into the NBA. So, like, excuse me. It's been a week off. Let's get to the present. So we talked about game one for the Suns on... Excuse me, let me back up. Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing good, I'm sorry. I didn't even ask you how you were doing. I'm good too, I'm doing good. Game one, Devin Booker triple-double. Suns win game one in Phoenix. Suns and four guy was there. It was crazy. Game two, DeAndre Ayton was the star of the show. Back and forth game, back and forth game. The last minute and a half of the game took like 35 minutes of real time yeah, to play absurd. out. DeAndre Ayton... Game-winning alley-oop with, like, 0.8 tenths. 0.8 tenths. Yeah, that's right. 0.8 tenths of a second left. It was crazy. It was so crazy. Because I was sitting there. I was editing last week's show when this game was going on. It was Tuesday night. And I'm sitting there, and the clock wore down. And Booker had been the guy over the last, Mm -hmm. like, minute and a half or whatever. And you have to be thinking, Booker, Booker, Booker. Well, Booker set a screen on Zubac, Mm -hmm. and Aiton rolled to the rim, jumped up, dunked that boy home. It was crazy. Phoenix was going crazy. It was one of the most wild finishes I'd ever seen. Did you did you hear the one? I forget which commentator it was, but he called it. He was like, he was just saying how they should throw a uh, lob to Aiden right there. Well, dude, you know, that Crowder pass though was. Well, I was gonna say the best power forward left in the NBA playoffs. Jay Crowder <laughs> yeah. threw a, it was a absolute pass, dime yeah. between the backboard yeah. and the rim, right to DeAndre. Did you see hands. that one angle too? He had like six inches. There was of no space. space. There yeah, was no was space crazy. at all. Anyways, that's how they won game two. Chris Paul returned for game three. Clippers win. 106 to 92. And how do we even get on the Suns? Oh, we're t- we need to be talking about the Bucks and the Hawks, but we'll get <laughs> we're back all to over them. The place right now. How? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, because that's what we did last on the show. Oh, we covered yeah. game one. So we'll go. Our notes are backwards, but we'll go Suns, Clippers, and then we'll talk Hawks and Bucks, yeah. which I think anyone would argue is the least interesting of the two series between the yeah. Clippers and the Suns yeah. and the Hawks and the Bucks. Doesn't matter. Game three, CP3 returns from COVID protocols. Doesn't matter. Clippers win. Mm-hmm. 2-1. Game four, Suns win in a grudge match, 84-80. Yeah. to 80. They go up 3-1. Okay. Game five, 
Close out game. Come on. Let's close it out. Nope. Clippers win. PG went off. PG went off. Clippers win 116-102. to 102. Paul George had 41 points to go along with 13 rebounds and 6 assists in Phoenix. Game 6 will be, hopefully tonight, if you listen to this on Wednesday when it comes out. In LA, So it'll too. be Game 6 in LA. Winner go home. Mm-hmm. You gotta think the Clippers are just, they're coming. Oh yeah, they're gonna put it all on the table. And we'll, we talked about it, is they've been down 2-0 in every single series mm-hmm. in this postseason. They're in the conference finals. So it's not... I, it's not above them, basically. Yeah. They could still win this series. This They've series is not before, is not yeah. over. Yep. As good as the Suns are, this series is not over because the Clippers are pretty darn good, too. Mm-hmm. With that being said, what are you looking forward to most over Game 6 and the potential Game 7 that could arise? I mean, I like Paul George did in Game, game 5, he just needs to go off again. I think it's as simple as that. I mean, because Booker... Since game one, I feel like they've contained him pretty good. You know what I mean? So I don't think he's had more than 25 points after he dropped, what, 40, 40 points in game one? I don't think so. Patrick Beverly has been giving him he fits. He has. Has been giving him fits. And I pack on uh, Beverly a lot, but he's actually been playing really good defense on Book. Absolutely. So the thing with Booker is a lot of the ways he tries to get his space and get his room for his shot is offensive foul potential. Yeah. Beverly's one of the best in the league, mm-hmm. if not the best, at selling the foul on his yeah. end to get them to call it, and so 100%. that's that's a lot of been uh, that's a lot of what has been working. Yeah, and you can tell that Beverly he loves to be the frustrator. Oh, he yeah. always has oh, his whole yeah. career, yep. and he is relishing that role once again on Booker, and it's working because Booker's been in a lot of mm-hmm. foul trouble over the last couple games, and he's not shooting as good either because it ch- it takes you yeah. out of your game a little yep. bit if you can't get to your spots if you can't get your go to shots it yep. absolutely has to take you out of your game. But that being said, I would love to see the Clippers win Game Six and push it to seven because I said last week, said like five times, Game Seven. Game Sevens are the best thing in the NBA. Game (laughs) Sevens are are the best thing in the NBA. It's the because what I will say about the NBA, especially the regular season more so than the playoffs, is you just hope it's a close game through three, Mm -hmm. so that the fourth quarter is interesting, right? Yep. Game seven is interesting the whole stretch of the way. Yeah, exactly. The whole stretch of the way matters. Every Every shot matters. Every possession matters. The game slows down a little bit. Mm So, I'm rooting for Game 7. At that point, it's up in the air because both teams have great stories, Mm -hmm. obviously. I'd love to see Chris Paul get a first ring. I would would love that. I would love to see that. But at the same time, I don't actually... It's weird because I'm a Lakers fan. You would think that I would hate the Clippers just because they're the Lakers' little brother. Or I'm sorry, I shouldn't even say I'm a a Lakers fan. I'm not going to not say I'm a Lakers fan. I don't know. Journalism, man. You're not supposed (laughs) to have fandoms, but... I'm a Lakers fan. I was a Lakers fan since I was 13, 14 years old. I'm sticking to that. Yeah. But the Clippers are just cool. I've always liked Paul George. I've said it on here before. I've always liked Paul George. And then the fact that he's balling without Kawhi. With Kawhi being balling. I I agree. Well, that's the thing is the Clippers have a lot of guys that I like, and Mm -hmm. we've talked about it. I keep going back to that. We've talked about it before. But the NBA is a league where it's easy to root for players as opposed to just rooting teams. for teams. Yeah. Whereas, like, the NFL is different in yeah. that sense, where you root for a team, mm-hmm. not a player, necessarily. So I like Paul George, awesome. Reggie Jackson, always been a favorite mm-hmm. of mine, personally. I think he's really good in L.A. He's been stepping in, up, in the, too. In the role that he's in. Yeah. He's good. Zubox, former Laker, doing his thing. Terrence Mann, <laughs> my fa- one of my favorite young players coming up now. They haven't played him that much though since that one game. He Ever off. since he dunked on Gobert, I put him right on right on my list of favorite <laughs> young guys. Because like, what's he in his second year, second yeah, or third year? I think, yeah. So one of my favorite guys. But all in all, I think it'll be a good series. And do you think that the winner out of the West is the winner of the finals? 
Regardless? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Tell me why. I mean, I mean, so you and I were talking about it earlier today that we feel like Trey Young has just not got that much left in the tank. I mean, because he's dropping, trying to drop 40, game, you know, day in and I just messed that up. Uh, just every game, basically. And, uh, yes, I am a Bucks hater. I just don't think they're very – I think they could be so much better. I mean, I think we're going to get a good series regardless, but I think the winner of wh- – whoever comes out of the West, yes, they're going to win the finals. Just a side note, if we sound disheveled a little bit while we're putting this together – Yeah, we just played basketball We just like played basketball for two and a half hours in the hottest day we've had yet this yeah, summer. I was so, drenched. So – Maybe a little bit of heat stroke on both sides, <laughs> basically. But with that being said, let's move along and talk about the Hawks and the Bucks, the one that we planned on talking about first, but the heat stroke got to us. <laughs> so game one, the Hawks actually took it in Milwaukee. Yeah. They won 116-113, to 113, and Trey had 48 points, 7 rebounds, and 11 assists. Just a crazy, crazy game for Trey Young. And all you've been hearing about if you follow the NBA is the Trey Young-Luka debate, Trey Young-Luka mm-hmm. debate. And all I will say about that at this moment in time is – you can say that Luca is one of the greatest players in the league right now, one of the best players, potential like goat conversation because people do say that mm-hmm, it's yeah. it's a thing that gets talked about. Trey Young is just as good in the place that he's in as mm-hmm. Luca is in the place that he's in. Wait, do you change your opinion before when I ask if who would you who would you take Trey Young or Luca to start your franchise with? I you say, said Luca before, I, but lately you have been saying that. Luka I just is like, I think Trey. I know, right? <laughs> I know. I just said. Luca is a better overall talent, but he's not than as, what Trey is. Yeah, because Trey, in my opinion, is in the Steph Curry mold. Oh yeah, and so you got to see this year when Steph didn't. And this isn't to take away from Steph Curry's greatness because he is an absolutely insane mm-hmm. player, revolutionized the game of basketball. Hundred percent. But this year when it was just him, mm-hmm. really, I mean, he had Draymond, he had Andrew Wiggins, uh, some other guys. Yeah, that's but nothing. Clay was down. Kevin yeah. Durant left. You saw how much harder it got for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He 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 did his thing, but he yeah, did, they weren't exactly. winning. It so that's the thing is yeah. Trey can be doing his thing, but if the well, pieces aren't necessarily yeah. there, it gets that much harder. With what Luca brings to the table, one with his size and also with his abilities, just you can build a team around him, and they the teammates around him can be a little bit more lackluster, and you yeah, can still compete. Sense. You know yeah, what I mean? I agree. Yeah. So I feel like you have to say Luca. Mm-hmm. But that's not to take away from Trey Young yeah. because he's a great player yeah, in his yeah, own yeah. right. No, I agree. It's just the style of ball that they're able mm-hmm. to play. Because Young had 48 points and they only won by three. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So it's if Luka has 48, the team probably wins by 10. They've also lost games where he's gone crazy. But it's just yeah, it's a pick-your-poison kind of thing. And Trey Young's the flavor of the month right now because he's doing it in the conference finals on the big stage in front of everyone. We should mention that we're taping during game four. Trey is not playing. He yeah. got hurt. Stepped on, on a ref. Yeah, yeah, stepped on a ref's foot the other night and is not playing tonight in game four. But back to what we were saying. Game two, the Bucks kind of took their gut punch in game one, came out and literally obliterated the Hawks. It was never even really that close. They won 125 to 91. Trey finished the night with 15 points. And that's what I mean, is if Trey's off his game, mm-hmm. who does Atlanta have to take those scoring, that yep. scoring, and those points. He had like eight in the first quarter, in the first like five minutes of the game. So he scored seven the rest of the you know the last forty minutes. Of the Absolutely, forty three. Giannis finished that one with twenty five points, nine rebounds, and then in game three the Bucks won again, one thirteen to one hundred two. The Hawks had seventeen fourth quarter points. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton on his own had twenty. 
Chris Middleton on his own at 20. We were talking about it with someone at basketball today, is for the Bucks to play their best basketball, rely on Giannis one through three, but in the fourth, it has to be Middleton. It has to be. Yep. It has to be down the stretch. And I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine, Jason, does Total Talk. It's a good podcast. If you want to hear about some random stuff, <laughs> check that out because they talk about everything. Yeah. But he was basically asking me the question, and he didn't know how to phrase it, so we couldn't see eye to eye on it, was who would I want down the stretch like, what guys would I want down the stretch over Giannis? Because the truth about it is, is there's the a lot. In the whole league? Or the in the whole league. In the oh, whole okay. league. Because the truth about it is, there's down lot, down the yeah. stretch, there's a I, lot. Yeah. But that's not saying that Giannis is not a great yeah. player, but a worldwide talent. His game is not extended when, enough. When you, you know, need but, someone to go down and get you a tough, contested yeah. bucket late in the game, it's not going to be Giannis. No. His game is slashing to the rim. His game is playing through him. His game is in the full-court transition-type ball dominating guys, but he's not going to be able to dribble around for five seconds, come off a screen and get a clutch bucket yeah. or hit a turnaround jumper. It's just not mm-hmm. his style. I mean, you've seen it with the whole the whole free throw shooting thing about how it takes him yeah. 11 seconds to shoot his free throws, 11, 12, 13, is shooting doesn't come naturally to him. Yeah. He's had he to, to work on mold it. himself into the shooter that he is. And that's not to say he's a great shooter because he's not a great shooter, no. but... He was one of the most raw raw prospects yeah. when he was drafted coming out, and he's a two-time MVP now. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, I would prefer, and maybe this is a prisoner of the moment take, but Middleton over Giannis on the stretch because he can I go agree. up and get yeah. you a bucket. You know what I mean? He can score from anywhere, too, compared to Giannis. So, that's, that's, that's a big thing. And so, like I said, game four is going on right now. It's seven minutes in the second half. Atlanta's up by eight points. So this one could fall either way. This is not going to be a series clincher because Milwaukee only leads it 2-1. But with no Trey Young, it'll be interesting to see how Atlanta responds. And obviously the game won't be over before we're finished taping. But How big would that be, though, to tie the series up 2-2 with, without with no Trey, Trey Young? Yeah. It would be a big deal, and hopefully you would like huge. to see Trey yeah. return and have another big night. Yeah. And since he already had 48 in Milwaukee in Game 1, he's capable of putting up. I'm not going to say he can go get more than that. or Yeah, 48, that's what I said, right? I'm not going to say he can go get more than that, but he could give you 40. He could yeah, give you 45. Yeah. But uh, he cannot have a lot left in the tank. Yeah, You saw it with Curry down the stretch. Is He went crazy in April. and then <laughs> He went crazy in April. I wrote a story about him when he was playing against Brad. They uh, were 1-2. 1-2 yeah. two. Two in scoring. He had like 18 points. Yeah, He just had an off night. It takes a lot out of you to go out and score. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one thing that I've learned about basketball as I've gotten older is I used to think, obviously the greatest players contribute on both ends, mm-hmm. but if you're giving 100% on defense, you can't give 100% it's, on offense. It's almost impossible yeah. to be a hundred, to give your 100% on offense, and that's why you have different teammates that do mm-hmm. different things. Yep. If you're drawing the toughest matchup on defense, maybe the offense goes through this guy. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? And so Trey, obviously, is not your defensive guy, mm-hmm. but most of the offensive load is falling on his shoulders yeah. night in and night out. Herder had a great game seven. I just want to... Bump that again. <laughs> Former Terp, Kevin Herter. But anyways, I don't have much more on the NBA besides these are two great series. A bunch of teams that you're not used to seeing in mm-hmm. these moments. So good for the league as Middleton hits a three-pointer off a foul, so it's not going to count. Still just crazy. <laughs> but I I don't know. It's good basketball. Yep. Chris Middleton, he was a second-round pick. I looked him up the other day. Second-round pick. I was going to say, I Detroit knew he didn't Pistons. go high. Yeah. Detroit Pistons. The Pistons? Detroit Pistons. Ew. Oh, Did also, he play for him? Not much. He spent some time with their G League affiliate and then really? a little bit, and then he got traded to Milwaukee. But while we're on it, while we're on the topic, 
the Pistons have the number one pick in the upcoming draft. NBA draft. Yeah. They won the draft lottery. Jason told me he's going to write a story for the Top of the Hill blog about the Pistons and moving forward or whatever. <laughs> but that's just pretty cool because they're going to get Cade Cunningham, the guy from Oklahoma State. And did you see what Cade said? He said he's he only trying out. out yeah, he's he only trying out, out or working out for the Pistons. Yep. And I just that's if they don't take right him, yeah, if they, they don't, don't take him, I just don't know why. And this is not to say he's going to be some generational like Talent, league superstar because yeah. we don't know that yet. Yeah. Obviously, we don't know that yet. But he's got the chance. Yeah. He's in the he's in the LeBron mold. I believe he's six foot eight. And so you know how Le- LeBron just started playing point guard, yeah. like in the last couple of years. Well, okay. In reality, he's always been bringing the ball up and basically Absolutely. playing point guard. But yeah, he is like I, but more. His game has guard. changed. Yeah, no, he passes um, a lot more and. Yeah, or, well, he, he's always that. he just doesn't shoot. He's as much. always been your play initiator. Yeah, he's always been the guy that brings the ball down the floor. More so in his time with the Lakers, he's that guy that is looking to make the proper play as a point guard. Most of the time, I don't even know if I'd most of the that. time, tell me why not? Because he's always, I feel like he's always made the absolutely play. well at least he, down the well, stretch. Here's the thing: I'll is here's the, the thing here. is that he's gotten older. Yeah, and no, so that's what I'm saying. He's he more, shoot as much and stuff. He spends he spends his games. Being more calculated, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Because yeah. he's, while well, he still is a physical presence and could slash down the lane, arguably yeah, ten nights a much, game. Yeah. He doesn't need to do it yeah. anymore because he uses his mind. Okay, the Lakers got eliminated in the first <laughs> round, so I guess you could argue he does need yeah, to I was do it. Say, yeah. But it's just I don't know. It's just interesting to see how his game has changed, and I yeah. think that Cade has come up the same way. And mm-hmm. this was a dude that was getting doubled all the yeah. time during the college basketball mm-hmm. season. So he's going to be prepared for the NBA in a sense where mm-hmm. he's just he's been getting all the defensive focus on him. That just can do nothing. And he still played well. So mm-hmm. that's the thing is it can do nothing but build your confidence. That's all I have on the NBA draft lottery. The Rockets got pick number two, three. I don't remember. Maybe the Magic. I don't remember who was three. Yeah, I think it was the Magic. The Thunder yeah. did not get a top three pick. Yeah, no. Worth noting. NBA. Oh, what was your highest? The seventh, I think? Sixth. Sixth, yeah. Sixth pick. And then I think they had two in the teens. In the teens, yeah. One was like 17, one was... Three three was... Oh, Cleveland has the third overall pick. Cleveland, Toronto, Orlando, Oklahoma City. Golden State, seventh overall. Where was the Magic at then? Orlando is at five and at eight. Oh, okay. Five and eight. Oh, five and... Oh, yeah, because they got one for Vucevic. They got the Bulls pick, pick. yep. And then Sacramento and New Orleans round out the top ten. Gotcha. So, that'll be interesting, I suppose. But with that being said, we have a we're bringing back the top fives, and we have a very interesting top five. We're going to do our top five personal sports moments. Hopefully, it allows you to get to know us a little bit better, at the very least, as two two guys that grew up playing sports all our lives, and just bring a little bit of humanity to the show. Because you've just heard us talk through microphones for however many episodes you've listened to, and I don't feel like you know a lot about us. So that's going to be our top fives, and we're going to put that here. Alrighty, so we cooked up a good top five for this week's episode. Only, I should mention right now, this is going to be the only episode we do this week. Tyler's headed out of town, so we'll be back next week, but only one show this week. We're trying to do two a week throughout the summer, but both working full-time, both like to play basketball, both like to live our lives still, so we're going to do our best. We're going to try and push out some more blog content. I have a great AL East story I'm sitting on by our friend Brady Riley. It is so long, though, so I have to figure out how I want to put that out. Great story, just a very long story. You wrote an essay. 
It was hold on. Let me look right now. And this is not I'm not slandering Brady. I promise I'm not slandering Brady. Let me just let me tell you how many words this He's is. He's definitely slandering Brady. I'm not slandering Brady. 100%. I work I work with Brady. I know, I'm kidding. Outback gang. Oh, he got fired. No, he didn't get fired. He's oh. still there. <laughs> word on the street For was, being late one time. Yeah, word on the street was that he was on the block. All right, word count. <laughs> 1,652 words. Oh, my God. So What that, was my first one that I gave a super... It was like 800, 900? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, that's but like still... That's double, though. That's crazy. That's a, it, right? I, I did a quick edit the other night, and I told him I'm going to try to get it out Saturday. Well, push came to shove, and I got busy on Saturday, so I didn't do it. But that will go out, and it will be a good story. You should obviously read it. He did his research. I'm going to have to update it because it's been so long since he pulled the stats and stuff. But great work. Once I figure out how I want to edit that and put that up, that will go up. Back to what we were talking about. Top five, top five, top five. Okay, so we're going to do our top fives of our personal sports moments from growing up. So across all the sports that we played, we just sat here and we put together our top fives. I'm going to let Tyler break it down first. What is your first? And again, these are in no no specific order. order. We just pulled our top five memories Go ahead. All right, so my first one was uh, game two of my senior year of football. So we beat Serena Park. We were supposed to – we – all right, yeah. So junior year, we were, like, terrible. I think we won two and eight or something like that. And then our first game of my senior year, we got blown out by Towson High School. It was, like, terrible. But, yeah, so game two against Severna Park, they were supposed to be really good. They had Josh Kaufman, who is the Maryland lacrosse player. He's playing at Maryland right now, yep. Yeah, um, yeah. so I scored my first offensive touchdown and I had an interception that game. So that, I thought that was pretty cool. And I stopped Josh Kaufman from returning a <laughs> blocked f- – or no, it was a short field goal. That's actually. Okay, I did your guys' stats senior year. That he was not have, supposed to be He shouldn't have even been able to return no, it because yeah, it was in the end zone. And I tackled him at, like, <laughs> our five-yard line. Being on the sideline so for that, it was so crazy because it was like, there he goes. Dude, could, yeah, he was fast. Coach Rob was pissed, though. I was pissed, too. I was like – if you would have returned that, it would have been crazy. Probably would have swung the game a little Honestly, bit. But yeah, yeah I doing the stats. You guys had a awesome senior year to just oh, be yeah. a part of on the sideline because I didn't play football in high school. I played mm-hmm. one year before I got to high school, and then it just wasn't. I didn't like getting hit. I didn't like doing <laughs> the hitting. I, lacrosse was more my game where there yeah. was still some hitting, but it was it's not as yeah not lining up and just getting trucked by the guy in front of you. Because I'm not a big guy. I mm-hmm. never have been a big guy my entire life. So, anyways, my first memory is that I have that written down here is from the lacrosse side of uh, the ball or whatever. That doesn't make any sense from the lacrosse field. Yeah. My senior year, our junior year of lacrosse, we were not that good. We, yeah. you're not that guy, pal. We were not that good. We had a, we had a team, we put it together. We won some games. We lost a lot of games and just, it was a rough year. It was one of those years where it tests your love for the game. Yeah. And then senior year just brought all the love. It was everything I could have ever asked for from a senior year of lacrosse. At least where we were playing mm-hmm. at Chesapeake, where we weren't known as, like, a powerhouse. Yeah. Severna Park, for example, is the lacrosse powerhouse. Mm-hmm. One of the best teams in the state. Like, all their players. They won another won. state championship this year. Did they? They won another state championship this year. That's, like, four out of the last five or, like, four in a row or something <laughs> like that. Insane. It's something. Well, there wasn't one in 2020. So oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, four out so, of five yeah. with nobody winning. Anyways, we beat our rival. We went to Chesapeake High School. Our mm-hmm. rival was Northeast High School, both the high schools in Pasadena. And... They beat us junior year at their field. They beat us bad, and they made us look silly. I didn't play that much in that game because I was a junior, and our seniors had all returned. Uh, you remember this kid. His name was Croy. Oh, well, yeah. He I got, love Croy. Yeah. He got hurt Croy senior Dango. year in football. His senior yeah, year in football, he got hurt. Leg. So he, or arm. It was his arm. His arm yeah, it was yeah. his arm. So he 
came late to the party for lacrosse. So they beat us pretty bad in lacrosse. And then in the playoffs, we got matched up with them again. And they beat us again. So that was brutal. And then so senior year, we came out and we had a really good team. We had two really good scorers in uh, his name was Dylan Wolf. He plays at Lynchburg right now. And then Thomas Bullen was on his stuff that year. So we had a UMBC, right? He, or did he transfer? He went to UMBC. I don't know what he's up to currently. Gotcha. Um, I, he's had issues with his back for yeah. like the last five years or like so. Like all of high school, yeah. So I don't know if he's playing, if he's gotcha. away from the game. I don't I'll know. Have to hit I don't, him up. Yeah, I'll have to figure out what he's up to. Anyways, so they were carrying the load on the offensive end and on defense. We just, they, Northeast had some good guys. This kid, was, his name's Tanner Bishop, and I played lacrosse with him growing up all the way pretty much. So we played against them and we beat them. 17 to 4. It was awesome. It was such a great game. It was so cool. A great senior year moment. And it was just it was just awesome and it was great team camaraderie. We got back into the locker room that night and we would always blare music and like celebrate. Well, our coach, Coach Beers comes out of the coach's office comes busting into the locker room and just hat turned sideways <laughs> like jumping up and down. It was awesome. So that's a that's a memory that I'll always probably yeah. remember. With that being said, what is your next one? So my second one was being pulled up to varsity my sophomore year of football because that was actually our first playoff appearance as a football program in like 30-something years. So I thought that was pretty cool. I was like one of like six people to be pulled up. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was – that game ended up not going No, too they got destroyed. But it was like 49 to 14. That was a, that was a cool year to be – just a sophomore in high school yeah. and go to the football games because the team was just fun to watch all yeah. year. And so that's that's a cool memory to just be a part of that team, yeah. even if it was just for It was crazy, game. though, because Jason Sutton, you remember him? Mm-hmm. Dude, he was their running back, and he broke off like an 80-yard touchdown the first play of the game. Didn't they run the hook and lateral? Not that game. That was against Arundel, I think. I thought they ran it again in the playoff game, and it worked almost. They might they they might have scored their okay. or no yeah maybe yeah I can't remember but all I know is Jason oh, Sutton scored. I that. remember when that that was when they played Mead and beat Mead. Yeah, it was Mead. Yeah, the game winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was crazy. But back but, to what you were saying. Yeah, Jason Sutton ran like eighty yard touch on the first play of the game, and everyone was like, "Yeah, we just thought we had it in the bag," and then it was just all downhill <laughs> from there. But, so, yeah. yeah. So my next one is a football related one. Like I said, I played one year of football. I was in the eighth grade, but I have a Panthers. Pat, Pasadena Panthers. I have a very late birthday in terms of the school year. I've always been one of the youngest in my grade. So the way it shook out that year, I signed up for football and I was on the seventh grade team. So because of my birthday, I was on the seventh grade team. And I started off in that season never having played football before. I did pretty good. I was a pretty good blocker because, I mean, maybe this will sound weird, but I was playing against people that were my size, people that were my same age pretty much. And so I was pretty good at blocking. We won our week one game. I was a running back. I was not great at running the ball, but I was a good blocker, so they would put me out there. And we won our week one game. We get to practice. I think it was the next Monday we had practice. I broke my arm. Literally broke my arm. was in a cast for almost the entire season. That was brutal because it was the only year I ever played football. And maybe that's part of the reason I didn't play fo- continue to yeah, play football because was because that, yeah. I played one year and I broke my arm. Yeah. And so, but anyways, I was able to come back. I believe there was maybe one game or two games left in the regular season, and I didn't play that much because I was coming back from an injury. I had a, I still was in a cast for a while when I came back, so I had like a big club basically, yeah. and so Jason Pierre Paul, pretty much. And then so we we cra- we crafted this play, and I'd never played tight end before, but we crafted this play where I was basically a decoy tight end, and so I would get down on the line, get in my stance. And I would get up, 
freeze for a second, and then just take off, run a streak down the field. And so we called the play in the playoff game. I believe we were playing Southern, and it was at Chesapeake High School. We were in the eighth grade. That was just awesome being an eighth grader. And I run down the field, I catch it, and it's a touchdown. I'm pretty sure it's the only touchdown I ended up scoring, but at least I got one. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I played four years of high school lacrosse. I played defense my whole, yeah. my whole time, so, but I didn't score any goals. So yeah. that was cool to get a touchdown in the only year I played football. I actually scored two in that game. One got called the back. The second one got called back because of a hold by our dear friend, Zach Schuler got called back. It's funny the things that you remember. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, that one was more impressive than the first one because the first one I just caught in the end zone. The second one I caught it and ran and outran a guy and scored, and I was feeling good. And I look around and holding, play will be coming back. That's so, the worst feeling ever. Right? So we, we won that game, and then I think we lost our next game in the playoffs to Cape St. Clair, who was – they were just dogs yeah. in rec football in the county at least. But – what is your next one? That's enough about me. So my third one was playing in Chesapeake's second ever playoff game for football because, like I said, they had only been – so my sophomore year was their first appearance, and then my senior year was our second appearance. I think we had, like, the third best record in Chesapeake football uh, history. We went 7-3. and three. Uh, The playoff game didn't go the way we wanted. It sucked, but I think we lost – I think it was 27-24 was the final score against Longreach. Longreach? Was yeah. that the... It was so cold that night. It was so cold. It was like a November game, but it was like 20 degrees. It was insane. There wasn't a lot of fans because it was so cold. I would have so been there. I can't remember what happened because I was just like, stats. Do you remember how it ended? Yeah, unfortunately. It was on me, actually. Well, so I made a huge play in the fourth quarter because we were down. So we were down 20... We were down twenty-seven to seventeen, I think, and then I made I had a like fifty-yard reception, but at the end of the play, the guy tackled me from behind. And I hurt my heel really bad, and we ended up scoring on that drive. But I didn't play the rest of the offensive series, and then I went back out on defense, and I, my heel was killed. I don't know what I did, but it was like purple for like two months straight. Really? Yeah, I don't. I never went to the doctor, but it was terrible. Um, but yeah, I went back out on defense because we needed a stop, and it was fourth and two, I think. And they threw, like, a little screen pass to the dude, and I missed the tackle. Uh, and he got first down, and it was, like, ball game after that. But, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, and then they – didn't Chesapeake win the playoff game yeah, the next they, year? Yeah, they they, so they finally the, got over the hump in the playoffs. Yeah, they finally won their first game. And they uh, – yeah, so it was the when we were freshmen in high school. Yeah. Or freshmen in college. They're at college. Freshmen yeah, yeah, in college. Yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah, I was – so they beat Northeast in the playoffs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yep. Because yep. I went to I went the game, game the week before. Okay. I might have been at the playoff game as well, but I definitely went to the game the week before because I did a story on it. I don't know if it ever got published because I was still learning how to be a yeah, writer. Yeah. But they lost at the very end. Oh, they yeah, They lost yeah, it at the yeah, very yeah, end. Yeah. yeah. So it was a crazy game. Yeah, and game. then they played them the very next week and – can't remember if they destroyed them or not. I think I think they it was never even really close. Yeah. So that was that was cool. Yeah, just that was awesome to be a part of that time of Chesapeake. Yeah. They went on the next year, that year I think they yeah. won. A, well, they won a regional title. Games. They won a regional yeah. title. So just to be around Chesapeake at the time, all that that was just a really cool. It'll be a cool thing to be able to look back. Yeah, on. exactly. But my next memory, I have a bunch of these I pulled from around the time I was in eighth grade. It was a good sports year for me. <laughs> I broke my arm and sprained my ACL. And it's still the best Biggest year. injuries, but it was years, still a yeah. great year. I played for the rec lacrosse team. It was called CYLA. They've since merged with the Pasadena Panthers and become one yeah, big organization. Yeah, I see that. But I, eighth grade year, we didn't have 
barely had enough people to put a team together because mm-hmm. at that age, that's when guys go start playing club. Gotcha. And if you're pretty much like if you're playing club, you're, you're playing that year, and the seasons are the same. Gotcha. So we lost all our guys that were like really good mm-hmm. to go play club. Club was never my thing. I never got into club lacrosse. And so we just put together a team, and we just battled through the regular season. We weren't that great of a team. We had some good – We it was me on defense. We had some other – other guys, there was a guy, his name's Matt Cook. He ended up going to Northeast. I don't know if he kept playing lacrosse or not. And then, you know Matt Renard. So, Matt Renard what was a he defender. Play? He was a defender with me. It was God, me and he's him. He's so long. And, right, so he's so tall. Long, yeah. So tall. And then, Will Sullivan, a, go- a, fr- a person I'm still friends with to this day, was our goalie. I was going to say, yeah. And then, on offense, it was Andrew Colebrook was a big player. Oh, yeah. Tommy Patton, who friend of ours i'm gonna reach out to him i haven't heard from him in i a talked long time. to him like a week ago yeah i really i, I yeah. think i'm gonna invite him down when i when my 21st birthday is see if he wants to just go out and get a drink or something because yeah. i just haven't heard from him and him and i were pretty close in high school mm-hmm. regardless it was andrew Colberg, it was tommy it was this kid nick ramirez who i think he ended up going to like spalding or mount st joe or something he was so good he was a lefty mm. so we get to the playoffs right and i sprained my acl the week before our last regular season game, and then I got like a brace and I played on it, and it hurt so bad. I remember in the playoff just game in the last regular oh, season okay. game. I just remember it hurting so bad because I would come off and just sit for a minute and just like feel my knee. So in the playoffs, there was three Severna Park teams in our league, and none of them were like the star-studded yeah. Severna Park high school teams because those guys were, we're playing club. club. Yeah. So this was just everybody else from around the area that wanted to play lacrosse. So there was three separate Severna Park teams. We beat the first one. They weren't they weren't that good. We had beaten them in the regular season. So we beat them, and then we went on and we played in, I guess, what would be the semifinal round. Mm-hmm. And this was arguably the better of the two Severna Park teams left, and 3-3. And that's a low-scoring game for a mm-hmm. lacrosse game. And in the final seconds, Nick scored to put us up 4-3 with, like, three seconds left to go, and that's how we won that game. Oh, my God. At the old Severna Park field. Yeah. If anybody is oh, listening to yeah, this is yeah. familiar with Severna Park, where their giant high school is now it used to be where the field was. Yep. So that was just awesome. And then we went on to the championship, which was at Broadneck. It was at Broadneck High School, and we played Severna Park again with the final Severna Park team. And we just came out playing our best lacrosse, and I think we ended up beating you them. won? Yeah, we won. Oh, I don't wow. remember what the final score was, but we ended up – it wasn't like a hotly contested game like yeah. most of the way. Like we came out and kind of punched them in the mouth. You ever heard that cliche? We punched them in the mouth, and it was just a lot of fun. It was the only championship I've – well, I won a championship when I was nine and played baseball. But pretty much the only championship I think I've ever won through playing sports. And say what you want, it was I'm pretty sure it was the C League of Lacrosse, but we had a scrappy team and we won it all. Yeah. It was just an awesome thing. And yeah. again, one of those things I'll never forget. Yeah, that's dope. So what is your next memory? We should have two left each. Yeah, so this is my last football one. All of mine have been football. But so my final one was shutting out Northeast my senior year of football because so we won that game – it was either ten to zero or seventeen to zero. I can't really. Remember. I think it was seventeen. Okay, yeah, seventeen to zero. Every literally everyone like all of the, um, you know, the dudes who follow uh, high school sports or high, this high school football. high school sports reporters. Yeah, like Bob, who he just passed away. Bob right? Ho, yeah. rest in peace. Rest in peace. I'm pretty sure that's how you I say his name. Yeah, if Ho. I butchered that, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, every I think he was the only one that picked us to win, but like everyone else picked Northeast to win. And we shut them out. Their offense was it was like one of the best in the county. It, it was we a great rushing offense. Yeah, it was a I great. Remember, yeah, right. Yeah, they didn't really pass a lot. I think they started their freshman court a uh, freshman that game too. But yeah, yeah. They, you want to know it's so crazy? They had two. They had two of the best track 
stars in the county as on running their, back. Yes, running well, back, do you so. want to know what's so crazy and like what I've been molded into chasing this journalism dream? Riley Pitt is the name of the freshman QB that started against y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> like, why I, do you remember that? I just, I, I, it was That's a big crazy. deal at the time, and yeah. then he ended up playing there like the three more years or yeah, whatever. He, and he was a freshman QB, and yeah. that doesn't happen that much. Yeah. For var- at least in Maryland, or at least around yeah. us, for varsity yeah. quarterback spots. It's just weird that I remember yeah. that name, but go ahead. But yeah, I was just going to say, I thought it was cool because everyone picked them. We shut them out, and it also clinched our spot in the playoffs that year, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, so. Ooh, Giannis just went down. Oh yeah, good. little little Bucks Atlanta update. Fifty two sixty two Atlanta's up seven minutes in the third. My next memory is, I believe this was seventh grade. So we're going even back deeper than eighth grade. Is my dad coached me all the way up through rec basketball and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Most of the time, he was always my coach. Yeah, and then we played against this team, and we would scrimmage them every night. In they practiced at the same time that we did on Thursday night, so we would always scrimmage them, and. I'm not going to name names, but they had this player that was just really dirty at the time. Like, would come through and just level a dude, and that's not basketball, my man. So, um, we played them. We finally got to the game where we played them, and we beat them in overtime. Really? Yeah. So, they went on to win the championship. They they had beaten everybody, and they went on to beat everybody else, and they won the championship. So, you guys hated them their only loss. We were the only team that beat them the whole year. And it was just that much sweeter because... We had battled against yeah. them every, like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so it was yeah. almost like we were ready for the moment. And then that year was the year that I went to Canada on a school trip. So I missed our playoff game. Mm-hmm. But it was like a once-in-a-lifetime chance mm-hmm. to go to Canada. And I'm not nearly the basketball player that I am now. I was not that back then. So I we went on the trip. And Are you saying you're that guy now, though? I'm not that guy, but I'm, if you would have told seventh grade me, and I get it, like, we, we're just playing pickup with, guys that are older than us, so we're able to be a little bit more athletic out there. But it's just, confidence is a crazy thing in basketball. We can sit here and do... You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Okay. What are you, do? Okay. you? Absolutely. No hate, but it's just crazy that how much confidence can make or break a player. Yeah. But regardless, so we were the only team to beat them, and that was just... That's pretty cool. Yeah. Again, it's that's one of those feeling. things that you always remember, and that'll be something that I can talk about with my dad for, for yeah, forever. Yeah, so that's yeah. just, just a cool thing. Yep. With that being said, what is your last one? So my last one goes to basketball, too. I can't remember if this was my eighth grade year or freshman year of high hold school. Hold on, hold on. We need to pause. Giannis Ooh. is limping off the court. Yeah, he is hurt. He was holding sort. his knee, I'm pretty sure. So that is not good. No. But go ahead, go ahead. Um... Yeah, so I think this was eighth grade or freshman year of high school, but <clears throat> I was not good at basketball at all because I had only I think I started playing my seventh grade year, yeah, something like that. But I wasn't very good. Uh, this was a rec league, and like literally our first game of the season, uh, we were tied or no, we were down three with like ten seconds left in the game, and <laughs> my one friend who was the best uh, player on our team. He, like, dribbles down the court, and I think he's about to pull up because we're down three, and he just, like, tosses me the ball. And I'm, like, I'm like in between uh, – I was on the right side of the court, but it was, like, halfway between the half-court line and the three-point line. So, so like, I was, like, really So, deep. like, where the, like, hashes and yeah, the yeah, NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, like, right there, and I just, like, threw it up, like, prayer shot, and I banked it in to send us an OT. I was, like, I couldn't even believe it. And, uh, yeah, I just thought that was cool. And we we actually went on to win that game. And they were a really good team, too. So, yeah. That was – because if you remember uh, Kevin Seibert, who was our coach at the time, he did not let us shoot threes at all. 
like I, ever. So I played one year with, yeah. with Kevin, he and I never, I never saw. Maybe once he brought the broom out, but <laughs> didn't he used to bring the broom out to teach y'all to shoot with art? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. That's the reason my shots are still so high. <laughs> Be, like, were you like? I, I would probably say I have the highest arcing shots out of everyone. You there, have right? one of the funkiest looking jump shots out of all. But of like, our I'm friends. just talking about like my shot. Yeah, no, it, it, it does high. go super it's high because of him. That man would always <laughs> have the broom. It, ingrained it. Yeah, in bro. Your head. But that was like the only three. That that was the only three I took all season because he wouldn't let us shoot. And I so I was you know, hundred percent from the field <laughs> from the three point line. So, <laughs> all right, my <laughs> last one is also basketball related, and it comes from if you've listened to us from the beginning, you've probably heard us talk about. We just call it the old men's league. It's not. We were trying to figure out the ages of guys before yeah. we came on, because it's not. They're older than us, but it's not like we're out there playing against senior citizens. There are a couple <laughs> guys are, that are into are. their sixties and nice, late sixties, but they're good ball players yeah. because it's a it's a pretty high level of ball that goes on out there. There's some guys in their twenties. There's some guys in their thirty, early thirties, late thirties, into their forties. So there's a lot of good basketball to be played, and I have never in my life. <laughs> Before I started playing this pickup all the time, been a three-point shooter. Never. And I played at a high school where the three-point shot was the most valued shot that we had. Yeah. And I just, it was never in me because growing up with my dad, he didn't teach me to go out to the arc mm-hmm. and shoot threes. He taught me layups, the, fun, yeah. the fundamentals. fundamentals. It sounds yeah. tacky, but he taught me the fundamentals. And I was always more of a defensive-minded player. Defense has always come more easy to me mm-hmm. than offense. And so there was one time I was just there, and I was hitting everything from deep like dribble pull-ups catch and shoots whatever and it got to the point where the guys were starting to as soon as i got over half court the defense would come up and Mm -hmm. guard me because i could pull it and it would probably have gone in that day it was like throwing a rock into the ocean that day (laughs) so one time i come over and i'm i i'm pretty sure i was just over the like little center circle yeah yeah, it's not that big at the park that we play and i just threw i just it was a heat check you've heard the term heat check i just threw up a heat check and it rattled Cash. in. And we call him Old Man Dave. He hasn't played in a while. He looks like Mike D'Antoni. He hurt his hip. So hopefully he's recovering from that. He does ball. look like, he looks I like never Mike thought D'Antoni. About so he does, I, though, yeah. we talk about we think he might not be able to come back and play just because of such a serious injury. He, and he's older, yeah. And he's older. So I I would love to see him come back and just hang out. I would yeah, look to him right. for the sideline for the call because he's Mike D'Antoni. Seven <laughs> seconds. Seven seconds. Yeah, right. But I just threw up a prayer and he was on my team and it just rattled in. And he's like, Logan, what has gotten into you? <laughs> it was just, it was just awesome because, like I said, I've never been the Steph Curry type yeah. player, but that's what I felt like that, that day. day. I felt yeah. like Steph Curry, so it was really cool. That hot streak continued for like two more times of pickup, and then I went ice cold for a day, and it's just like, will came I ever, back down? Will I earth. ever make another shot? Exactly, yeah. came back down to earth. Like you don't need to pull the yeah. three every time you get it, but. All in all, that's that rounds out my top five. And if you ask me on another day, my top five might look different. But sports are just such an awesome thing, and mm-hmm. it's cool to see the things that stick with you throughout yeah. all the years. Because I don't remember final scores. I don't remember games. I remember moments. And mm-hmm. we can come back next week or two weeks from now, whenever we do it, and do our worst memories. Oh, but I'm sure those would be, cool, be pretty yeah. funny, yeah, they too, would because be funny. I have a lot of those to rack up as well. That being said, let's wrap up our show. Let's talk a little bit of other sports news. There's not a lot that we have to go up to – there's not a lot that we have to go over. Let's talk some hockey for a second. I say a second because it's really just going to be a second. The Tampa Bay Lightning and the Montreal Canadiens are facing off in the Stanley Cup final. Tampa Bay won game one. Five to one. Drubbing. Absolute drubbing. They beat the Islanders eight to zero in that last mm-hmm. series. So they can put the the puck in the back of the net. I almost yep. said the ball, but they play with the puck. Yeah. 
So that's interesting. Interesting stat about the Canadians at the time of this recording is they were down 3-1 to the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're 11-3 and since then, yeah, which is just crazy. But uh, as I've said before, not going to pretend to be a hockey guy. That's your hockey update. That's all I have for you. Other news, NFL news. Not a lot has gone on. We talked about Carl Nassib last week. Demarius Thomas officially hung him up and retired. Logan completely butchered Demarius's first name. In the writing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. But I didn't feel like looking it up. But I knew how to say it. <laughs> Demarius Thomas. They exactly. They can't all. see. They don't, we're, we'll never reveal our notes. <laughs> we will not reveal our notes. Don't ask us to because we won't. Demarius Thomas retired. And all I have to say about Demarius Thomas is he was my first. He was the first wide receiver on a different team that I thought was yeah. awesome. I thought Demarius Thomas was so cool. If only for that slant that he caught against the Steelers oh and ran God. for a touchdown. I loved him for the that. QB. Maybe that's what sparked it for yeah. me. But I just thought Demarius Thomas was so cool. Oh, yeah. And so, hey, hang him up. The legend's hanging him up. <laughs> Demarius Thomas. And also, that was when I was younger. So, like, I hadn't been exposed to all what the crazy names. was that, 2013? Name. 20 or no, that was 20... 2012. It was the year the Ravens won the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, yeah. it was the no, year before the Ravens won the Super Bowl because Peyton Manning yeah. came. Yeah, in 20. So it was 2011. Or 2013. It was 2011. Yeah, it was 2011. So that was just an awesome year. I love Tim Tebow, but Demarius Thomas was awesome too. Oh, yeah. So congrats on a great career. He also played with the Jets. Jets and the – yeah. Maybe just the Jets. Played. I'll double-check that Texans right now. Maybe for like a year. I don't know. I'll double-check that right now. Tell me what our other NFL news is. I'm yeah. going to let you have the floor for this one. So basically, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they cut their six-time pro bowler, David DeCastro, who was their right guard, I believe, right? Right guard, yeah. So with them cutting him, because apparently he had a knee injury, or he has to get ankle surgery or something, so he's going to be out for most of the year. But basically, with that them cutting him, they're not returning any of their week one starters from 2020 on the offensive line, which is just, like, absurd. So, we'll okay. see how that pans out. I have, yeah, that'll be interesting yeah. to see. Um, especially, especially, they have Najee Harris now. Too. Well, I mean, I guess he can, I don't know, you can't be a good running back without a good line. But they did They did pick up someone right after they cut Castro. Trey so. Turner. Trey Turner, the yeah. Chargers. Who's a really good player. So. so, who knows, maybe their reworked offensive line will be really good. They ne- needed to clear up some cap space, too, so that helped with that. Demarius Thomas played for... He played for so many teams. Actually, really? I'm wrong. He played for the Denver Broncos. He won a Super Bowl, yeah. Super Bowl 50. He also played for the Houston Texans, okay, New England I Patriots, so. and New oh, York Jets. Oh, the Patriots. That's right, yep. yeah. So he played – he was a first-round first pick. I'm sorry, not first overall. Yeah. Pick 22. Played one year with the Texans, one year with the Patriots. And in the same year he played with the Patriots, he played with the Jets. Gotcha. So he is hanging him up. He retired as a Bronco. That's pretty much all of our sports news for this show. Let's wrap up. Let's do our top-of-the-hill takes. Do you want to go first or should I? Uh, you go first. I, have to right, think I will so. go first, and my top of the hill take is going to be that Atlanta's going to win this game. They're up by 20 right now, so that doesn't oh seem that crazy. Gosh. But crazy. Atlanta's going to win this game, even the series at two. And I said that the Hawks will push it to seven. With Trey Young not being out tonight, my take is that the Hawks will win in seven. Whew. Okay, yeah, yeah. I like it. That's I like my it. take. Are um, you a Bucks hater? No, I'm not you a heard Bucks it hater. Here, Logan so, Hill, oh my god, Bucks hater. Tyler's just trying to come back <laughs> because I've been calling him a Bucks hater for <laughs> weeks now. But join the club. <laughs> I may. I'm more of a Trey Young stand than I'm a Bucks hater. But no, yeah, I agree with. That. I'll say 
that's not to take away from the Bucks. I just feel like maybe the Hawks will be able to capture some lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. So that's what my oh, top of the hill take is. And murder. they're supposed to be a little outrageous. Yeah. So I'm sticking to it. What's hey, your take? Fair enough. What's your take? Uh, I mean, it's not that hot, but I'm just going to say that whoever comes out of the West. Oh, wait. Oh, we talked about that on the <laughs> show. I thought we talked that be- about that before. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to bring mine to NHL, even though I don't really watch it. I'm going to say that the Lightning sweep the Canadians. No love for our friends up north from Tyler Unfortunately. Kirk. I want them to because it's like a Cinderella-type season for them. But I think the Lightning are just going to completely sweep them. Be back-to-back cup, cup wins yeah. for the Lightning. That being said, that does it for us on this top of the hill. Not that sports heavy, but hopefully you enjoyed our stories and our trip down memory lane. We'll be back next week sometime, hopefully getting two shows out and hopefully getting at least one interview, if not two, and also some blog posts should be coming out this week. But I'm relearning how to do time management with my hours, (laughs) completely flipping. And then, like I said, we're both living busy summer lives right now. So with that being said, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and this was Top of the Hill. Thank you.